So I just have one question for you. Are you ready to win? Winning with waterfall racing is all about being a part of a community that supports each other. We have top age groupers, we have beginners, and we also have a group of the most incredible pros. And we're all here to support each other on this journey of triathlon, endurance sports, and really just to get each other through life. You're going to love our podcast because we bring a mix of professionals, age groupers, mindset leaders, everything coming together to help support this journey, to help us become the best version of us in chasing this sport that gets quite addicting, to be honest, but it's all there to help us achieve one thing, and that's to grow and to become the best version of ourselves. So welcome to the Waterfall Racing Podcast. Well, thanks for jumping on this episode today. I'm really excited to share a little bit about Nice, right? We all were so curious to see how, you know, hosting a world championship out there would be. Would it still feel like a world championship? How does it compare to Kona? And uh, excited to have Andre on here to kind of share his thoughts and his race day experience there. But before we jump into that, uh, you know, last episode, I left it with getting ready to go race Augusta. And you guys, you guys, Augusta was everything I needed it to be. It was amazing. Uh, you know, I didn't place or anything, but it was the first race that I just left so incredibly satisfied because I needed the company. Oh my goodness. I've been in such a, you know, a long training block. It feels like getting ready for Kona and I train alone mostly. So just to get out there, it was like looking around. I don't know if you've seen that that real, or maybe it's on TikTok where it's like you see people riding bikes and you're like, friends? Friends? <laughs> it was so fun uh, to catch up with a lot of, you know, some of the waterfall community. Anna Strelo was there. We got to catch dinner. Uh, I got to meet some um, new athletes as well who actually listened to our show. So shout out to Barbie and to Angela, who are on my Smash team. We all had dinner together and we had the best time. And then Thomas, you guys, Thomas from our Waterfall Racing team, he just smashed Augusta. He did so incredibly well. And when I was looking at his times, this run course was um, so different than last year, so challenging, so hilly. And I can't even imagine how he ran and kept the pace that he did, uh, as well as the pros. But I'm wanting to do an Augusta episode, so I won't get too much into that race. I'm going to have Thomas on here and uh, maybe, uh, you know, one of the other pros, and we'll talk about the race and how it was different. But uh, yeah, spoiler alert, there were alligators like crazy. Like I never seen so many alligators the other two years that I raced it. And this year, it just seemed like there were videos everywhere of people seeing alligators on our swim course. It was so, so crazy, but I had the absolute best time. Um, I just didn't it was weird. Uh, we didn't taper for it. And we were thinking, you know, it's Augusta, it's flat, you know, was hoping to still get out there and, you know, have a really good run. But I think had I known it was Hills, I might have maybe begged my coach to let me taper a little bit more. But it was a good feeling. It was a good feeling because my engine felt really good, like energy felt amazing. But my legs were just really, really heavy. And um, with that course, 
uh, yeah, there was no pulling off uh, any <laughs> any kind of uh, pacing goals that I had going into it, but I had the best, best training day. But let's jump in. This is the eve of me getting ready to um, leave for Kona tomorrow. So I'm doing all the things. As you know, it's absolutely crazy trying to get ready to escape and get out of here. But let's jump in with Andre and get his take on the World Championship in Nice and also a little recap of his year leading up to it. I'm here with Andre Lopez, and I've been meaning to catch up with him. He's had such an incredible year. And uh, finally, as I prepare to go to Kona, I was like, Andre, we've got to get your recap of Nice because it was so historic having the men's you know, race there this, this year. And um, obviously, we just want to know all the things about that race. But let's go back to the beginning of your year. Uh, I know it started at Oceanside. So let's just start there. I don't even have to welcome you to the Waterfall Racing <laughs> Podcast because you've been on here so many times. But let's start off as you were looking at 2023. Um, I mean, did you already have, you know, your your goals set, um, you know, like at Brazil being your big A race? How did you start the year? What was your vision of, of how you saw it going? And, you know, just take us back just a little recap too of Oceanside as well. Yeah, nice to be here again. Nice talking to you, Jai. Yeah, <laughs> no, so um, yeah my, the, the big goal of the year was definitely uh, Ironman Nice, but to do that, I needed to qualify before. So I guess I broke my season in two parts. Uh, yeah, doing 7.3 Oceanside first to like a B race, getting ready for Ironman Brazil, which was end of May. And I needed to podium there to get us watching Nice. And yeah, I did. Uh, so that was like the... I'll say like the A race of the year for the yeah. first part of the season. And then after that, I had like four months almost to prepare for uh, Nice. And that was really nice. So I did Oregon leading to Nice. But Nice was the A plus goal, I guess, of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it was nice to accomplish that goal. Uh, and yeah, racing the World Champs one more year, get more experience and still new to the sport, but making good progress, I would say. So cool. So cool. So let's talk about um, leading up to Brazil. You know, you kind of know, like you're saying, that's your plan. That's your ticket. There had to be a lot of pressure, a little bit of nerves. I know you guys had some crazy weather. Uh, we interviewed Alex Watt, who also got her, well, she got her Kona slot there in Brazil. Yeah. And she was talking a little bit about how the rain came in, you know, on the bike. I don't know how much it affected you. You guys were a little bit ahead, but Talk us through, you know, leading up. Obviously, it's your home, you know, home field type of race for you. But, um, you know, how were you going into that? How did the race go? And then you got to walk us through your your run was epic. I mean, that had to be it. Was that a PR run for an Ironman for you? Yeah, that actually was. Oh, incredible. Incredible. So talk us through that a little bit. Um, the things surrounding that big race, which, you know, meant everything to you to get to Worlds. Yeah, that was actually a race that I've been going. I've been meaning to go for a long time. Uh, it's actually where I did my first Ironman in Florianopolis oh, cool. in 2016. Actually, was my, mm -hmm. my second triathlon. So yeah, going that going back there as a pro now, almost like seven years later. Uh, yeah, it just meant a lot to me. But yeah, being one of the best Brazilian South Americans now, I had a lot of pressure going in, and mm -hmm. I was actually because I wanted to get this lot. Yeah, but yeah, Florianopolis. I lived there for like seven years. I went to college there, and it's a pretty dynamic island i would say like the weather can have it's usually a little bit chillier at the time of the year it's not super hot i think it was around 70s uh but yeah it rained all day on the bike even mm -hmm. as we got hammered on the on the rain but i like under those conditions i think i do well 
Uh, but definitely got a little chillier uh, towards the end. But yeah, once we hit the ground and run, it was pretty much okay, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, I had to dig really deep on that run because yeah, I came, I was like four for fifth coming off the bike and I, yeah, made it all the way to the podium and uh, had to work really hard for the spot, but I was really happy to, yeah, I got on the podium on my one of the places where I started triathlon and uh, all my friends there, a lot of a lot of cheering for me and they pushed me through to get that slot. And yeah, it's uh, and on the podium in the race there where everything started for me. So it was pretty special. Uh, so yeah, that was a huge accomplishment for me, but I definitely want to go back, go back there one day and win it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you will. You absolutely will. That, that's so exciting. And it had to be such a confidence booster too, because there's just something about when you set a goal, you kind of envision it and then you nail it that it's like, wow, you know, like it's such a confidence builder for you, you know, going in and then also qualifying for Worlds for the second year in a row. That's so, that's so cool. So exciting. And to do it there with, you know, surrounded, like you said, by, you know, family and friends. Um, that's, that's so, so awesome. So then in between that you did, Oregon was after that in July, right? Oregon was in July, I believe. Um, how was that? How was, was that? That's a fun race. The swim is so crazy. Um, so like, fast and, and insane that was your first time doing Oregon right yeah that was my first time doing Oregon yeah after Brazil I kind of like I made last year I qualified to Conan Des Moines and I made a mistake of racing too early all the PTO races you got excited yeah. but then I kind of overtrained a little bit That's so right. this year I kind of like tried to I took like basically July June really easy and then July I started building back at yeah, Oregon was like a fun super fun race actually I really recommend people to go there especially not to be disrespectful of age groupers, but yeah, it's an easier swim. Like that yeah, swim right. is like, it basically like float and go downhill. <laughs> so fast. So fast. Uh, it's super fun. I mean, so, um, but this swim is just the beginning. Like the course is super pretty. Uh -huh. The run car is one of the best run cars I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I came six on that race. Um, didn't have my best day, but it was definitely not bad. Uh, nice. Pretty good competition. But yeah, it was, it was just a cool experience and a good tune-up race leading to Nice. It was like, at that time, was probably like seven, six weeks out from Nice. Yeah. So it was a little good to get a little racing under me before the World Champs. Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of need that because that long block, it's so, you know, it can start to get so mundane. And, and when you throw in a race like that in the middle with no pressure, but just to remind you of, you know, why you love it so much and practice all the things, that was really good timing. Yeah. Um, for you to have that that kind of race, um, you know, leading into Nice. So let's talk about Nice. You know, it kind of shocked all of us last year when we heard, wow, they're going to have a split championship. What is this going to be like? The men are going to be in Nice. And then obviously we know us women are going to be in Nice next year. So we're really watching the men's Nice as well because we're like, you know, trying to figure out all the things for us for next year um, going there. But, uh, you know, was the travel getting there hard? Did it feel like a world championship? How was it different than Kona? Start off with some of those things um, leading into the world championship. Yeah, uh, we also got caught by surprise. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really mind the change of the courses, but I did mind that they didn't bring the women to. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was their biggest mistake, I would say. Okay. Uh, because the venue is pretty nice, but uh yeah the travel there is pretty easy i would say from the u.s there's definitely the jet lag factor right uh, it's around eight hours from mountain time so it's not the easiest yeah that but is also yeah i went there 10 days early it's pretty much there's it's not there's not a direct flight but there's like a one one long flight and a one short flight to nice 
Okay. Uh, and it's a pretty big town, you know, like it's not, it's, it was hard to uh, get into the race mindset like a couple of days before because you don't see a lot of people. You don't, it's oh, pretty okay. much everyone, it's pretty easy to get spread out there. Okay. So it's like, it was hard to, I mean, it's not like nothing bad, but it's just like, it didn't feel like Kona, you go to Kona, you go running another drive, you see like, it's like all this hype, hun- yeah. Hun- all this hype around the race. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a world championship course. I feel like the, it started to feel like a world championship week whenever they set up the expo, like around Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. But before that, it was kind of like just training in Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not like uh, anything special, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful place, definitely worth it off of worth, worth champs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was a fun experience. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad I got to do that once. If they do it again there, I'd probably be more prepared. Uh, but definitely, yeah, definitely the locals had a little bit of an advantage on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, it seemed, it seemed like, you know, like you were saying you went 10 days before, but I saw your YouTube, you were saying you wish maybe you went even earlier, right. To kind of practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot. So, um, talk us through the day. I mean, it the the water temp. I mean, it looked beautiful. Um, the temps for the day. Uh, you know, the bike course. Just talk us through some of your strategy and maybe some of the things you would advise people going to race next year to do differently, or or how you would have taken the course differently. Yeah, I mean, whenever you race the world championships at a pro level, is a completely different ball game. Sure, because. Uh, even when you race like a, a local race, like even Ironman Brazil, uh, there's all the key players are not there. So the, the level of the competition is insane. Yeah. Uh, but I would say like the swim went pretty well. I mean, I could have made the front pack, I guess, but I was like one minute down, which is not bad. Uh, but yeah, definitely clear water, super. I mean, it gets a little choppy back there, like whenever you go out. Okay. Uh, so that's something that for people to keep in mind, whoever doing next year, like it's definitely not the smoothest swim, uh, but it's definitely not horrible. It's just like there's a little chop out there whenever you go out far out, because uh, you go twice because you do like an M dot or like a W. Yeah, swim. how was that? Did you like that that kind of thing? I mean, like, yeah, it was, how was that? It, it was all right. I feel like yeah. I mean, Kona is a, it's nicer because you just go out, turn, and come back. So yeah. Kona is a little better, and I feel like, yeah, probably. But, it, I mean, it, it was a fun swim. The water is clear, clear. Yeah, the swim went, like, without, I mean, it was uneventful, I guess. It was just, like, okay. kind of, like, trying to make the front pack. Yeah. But, yeah, the bike riding is actually the, the biggest part of this race because coming from the U.S., you don't get that many climbing or that right. – not even that many climbing, but more, like, the narrow roads, right. uh, the different terrain. Like, you don't know what to expect. Like I live in Boulder and I'm pretty comfortable climbing, descending, but uh, this is my home and I know all the corners. I know where it's going to kick, where it's going to ease off a little bit. So I guess if you have the opportunity to go earlier, like two, three weeks and do some recon of the course, I feel like that's a huge advantage on the race day. Um, And even if you, if I were were to race that again, I'd probably go even like try to go like a month before and get some really, really good training on the course to really be competitive because I feel like I lacked a little bit of experience of the terrain, even though I knew what's going to happen. But yeah, it's just like uh, the way they attacked the race was pretty hard. Yeah, uh, yeah they pre- pretty much went all in on the climbs when I thought like, oh, I'm actually going to hold back a little bit. But then the race was over. The race was gone already in front of me 
for the like for the podium or the top five or even the top yeah. ten was yeah it was a little uh mind blowing what those guys did there uh but yeah i mean and then the run is pretty it's pretty mentally tough i guess because you go out out back out back out back whenever in three, right three loops yeah four loops four, so four loops, loops of six point two yeah. miles yeah yeah so uh but it was good because you got the spectators like eight times i guess like yeah. go out back out back out back uh so definitely if totally flat but really exposed pretty hot not as hot as kona uh not as humid as kona but definitely a challenging run but yeah it was then the run was fun because you're right there you're like okay i see the finish line a couple times like i can make it yeah. <laughs> um when in kona you get pretty much uh uh humbled by the queen k in the energy lab i was like oh my god where am i at how am i gonna go back <laughs> um but yeah it was a fun experience like i was like i think like 45 guys started and i finished 20 seconds so yeah right on the, yeah. On the middle uh i definitely want to be the guy to break into the top 15 top 10 next in the next years but i guess in kona i was 28th in nice was 22nd i think it's trending in the right direction absolutely uh, but yeah it was it was fun. It's a, definitely a course that you is going to take you a lot longer uh, than most of the Ironmans because it's, the bike course is pretty hard yeah. and long, but definitely a fun, a fun race too. Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think um, you placed higher in Nice than Kona? I mean, you think the course suited you or compare how you felt to Kona, last, you know, the difference between how you felt in this race compared to Kona? Yeah, I feel like in Kona last year, I was a little overtrained when I got to the race and I kind of okay. took a little bit more risks and okay. I kind of blew up uh, <laughs> towards the end of the bike. Okay. Uh, but this race, in, 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 in the opposite, I kind of took not a lot of risks. So I kind of played safe and I kind of got what I got for playing safe okay. in a World Champs, which is not, it was a good performance, but uh, definitely if I wanted to place higher, you need to take more risks. You got to risk it for the brisket, I guess. Like that's all yeah. I was saying. Or, yeah. So next year, next year you'll just find that happy medium, right? Where you're not going to blow up, where you're not going to hold back, and now you're, I and mean, that's all you're learning. You know, you're learning and experiencing yeah. that. There's nothing. There's no way to learn that other than to be in the world championship yes, race. Totally. Yeah. So it's so much great experience for you. Um, so what are we? I mean, I know after that you jumped and you uh, just y'all were deciding Cozumel, not Cozumel, and then you went and did it. Uh, tell us a little bit about Cozumel and how that went for you. Um, and you know, I know it looks so stinking hot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it was, a we, we were signed up before the race as a backup race, but Rachel <laughs> did, hadn't raced since Oregon. So she wanted to get a race in. Um, and we were like, ah, oh, yeah, let's not do it. It's going to be too much. Cause we flew back on Wednesday after the race and got here like super late and then like yeah. eight hours jet lag. Uh, so it was basically like 10 days before Cozumel, we got back to Boulder and I was like, ah, it's going to be too much. Let's not go. But then as the, the day went by, I was like, ah, like maybe we should go, maybe we should experience <laughs> vacation. And we ended up going, we ended up booking our travel on Monday and we flew on Thursday. Oh my uh, So it was literally like a little bit last minute. I don't, yeah. it was a good experience to see if that works or not, but it probably is a little risky to do that after yeah. a world champs and two weeks after an Ironman. Yeah. But we we also to like took a little bit like more relaxed approach. We always wanted to yeah. go to Cozumel together, uh, so we had a good time before the race. Like we kind of took a more relaxed race approach. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I almost paid out because I was feeling pretty good. But then, you know, the running kind of hit me. I was like cramping a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I thought I could hang on for the podium there, which would be a good result. But yeah, yeah maybe a little bit too old dashes. Uh, and Rachel also had a bad day. So basically, um, yeah, we could have, it could have gone well, but it, it didn't go well. But also, <laughs> it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, we still got to racing because of Mel. Yeah, it was a beautiful place to be. So yeah. Goodness, goodness. Um, okay, so you got to tell us what's coming up through the end of this year. What are we looking at? And then maybe a sneak peek into what you're looking at for next year, if you're even that far yet. Yeah, so I feel like it, because we raced earlier this year, uh, the World Champs was in September instead of October, which is like Kona. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got a little bit more time. I was thinking about doing another Ironman, but I think it's going to be a little tight um with the prep preparation and everything so I, I i think i'm i just decided to race the latin american championships in fortaleza brazil which is like a home race again uh they added this race late in the schedule um so it's a big prize first for brazil and it's a uh, important for me to race in brazil and the other benefit from that is i can take vacation at home after uh Ooh. so yeah we're looking forward to me and rachel are gonna go i think it's november 18th so we still got okay. like seven weeks uh to the race it's a good time to prep uh so yeah that'll be the last race of the season and then but definitely the the big goal is to go back to the full distance uh and next year probably think we're gonna join the the waterfall people going to texas maybe okay. uh feel like there's gonna be a good good group there uh so maybe do that and then try to get an early conus lot or maybe just go back to brazil again and race there and try yeah. to uh get the conus lot again but yeah, definitely one of the two. Haven't made any plans yet for next year, but probably that's how it's gonna an early, early uh, uh, do an early Ironman next year. Yeah, yeah, it feels good to get it under your belt early, right? To have that slot, so you yeah know going on. You can prepare a little better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get a little bit of word advice for you from you going to Kona. Um, I remember interviewing you last year, and one of the things you said was like, you know, don't. Be careful getting there. And this is for everybody listening who's going. You know, we have a good, good group of women going from Waterfall. Um, and last year, you really advised. You were like, really be careful about getting out there and doing all the things and doing this race. You know, the little, I like, because you can get so caught up in all the hype and you don't realize you're wearing yourself out or you're not hydrating enough. And then come race day, you've had this big party and had the best time, but then you're kind of exhausted. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, that's good advice that stuck with me. You know, I'm going to try not to get caught up in too much and make sure I'm still getting my rest and, um, you know, you know, showing up the best I can, but what else would you advise for Kona specifically for, you know, the conditions there and all of that to everybody? Yeah, I guess you got to respect the island. Uh, it's a pretty harsh place, uh, especially if you go beyond your limits. There's probably no turning around after <laughs> that. So I'll say just stay within your limits and stay yeah. to what you train for. Uh, yeah. Because if you get caught up in the race day or even before the race, it will cost you uh, later on. So I'll say, yeah, if you get there earlier, like 10 or oh, two weeks early, if you get, I mean, today yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. Before. But if you get there like and 10 days early, you can still do some training and like until like seven, six days out. Yeah. But, yeah, but once you get close to like three, four days out, I'll like stay off your feet and yeah, uh, yeah just relax and uh, hydrate as much as you can. But on race days, just like stick to what you trained and, and listen to the, to the heat and humidity because uh, pacing is the most important thing you can do in Kona. Yeah. Uh, 
pacing and, and feeling. So yeah, uh, that's the I think the biggest advice, and just like try to find ways to cool yourself yeah. <laughs> on the race day. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Tell us what how did what did you do to cool yourself? Like, what were some things that really worked for you out there? Yeah, I mean, I guess like I, I use like um, the aid stations like as like mile markers for me. Like every aid station, like get water. Like even on the bike, even if you're not thirsty, just get water and throw over yourself. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because when you go with the wind, the water is going to cool you off a little bit. Uh, and the run, the same thing, you know, ice, water, as much fluids as you can. Uh, I mean, the wonderful waterfall hat, the white hat, that's probably <laughs> going to help a lot to put some ice under there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just make sure you're trying to stay as, as long as you can on the shade, even though there's not much shade on the Queen K. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and yeah, just pacing, because if you start overheating, that's when you're going a little bit too hard to listen to your heart rate, listen to your, to your gut and, uh, and just pace well, because it's a long day. <laughs> and be prepared. Cause what's the darkest place on the run when we do the energy lab? Is that the place where it's just, it gets, you got to be the hardest. Yeah. I'll say like the other drive is fun, which is like a five mile out and back. I think maybe yeah. the 10 miles there, uh, or maybe not even that much of this year anymore. They change. Uh, yeah. But yeah, once you get to the uh, Palani and then you go on the clean case, like, oh, I got to go all <laughs> the way out there. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, but once, once you hit the energy lab, it's kind of like the, okay, I'm actually like done with two thirds of the run. I only have like one third left. So right. it's not that bad. It definitely gets a little hotter there, but it's also like, it could be more like towards the end of the day for most people. Right. So it can get a little cooler too. Uh, but yeah, coming back from coming back from the King K, I think is nicer because okay, I just gotta get back home. Gotta get home. <laughs> uh, I can make it. It's like 10k once you get out of there and lab. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, I feel like the bike is like just be careful if there's wind because like uh, coming back from Javi is probably the trickiest part of the day. Going out usually is pretty calm, but coming back usually there's wind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can change any minute too. Like you know, like it's a really dynamic island. So yeah. yeah, just listen to the conditions and make sure you're not overdoing and you're saving a little bit. energy. If they have a tailwind, save a little bit of energy, you know, like, yeah. because if you push, you're going to not going to go much quicker. But when you turn around and get a headwind, you're definitely going to need that energy. energy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Good advice from Andre. Yeah. Um, it's so good to catch up with you. And, um, you know, you twice, in, two years in a row. That's so awesome. You've got to feel just so accomplished that you're moving in the direction you want to move, uh, yeah. accomplishing the thing. So big congrats on that. Thanks for being a part of our community. We love following you and Rachel and, you know, all your little words of advice and tips and you're both are just an inspiration, both of you. So thank you so much. And um, we'll continue watching you. Good luck in Brazil. And uh, maybe we'll all be together in Texas next year. That would be a good time. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I wish all the girls go crushing Kona to have fun. Oh. <laughs> you work hard for this now it's time to celebrate and have yeah. a good day there thank you andre so after talking to andre i was reminded that we also had jason george one of our waterfall racing members get second place in the men's 60 to 64 incredible he's uh very comfortable on the podium so i wanted to make sure we gave him a big congrats as well so I hope you enjoyed the episode and hearing a little bit more about Nice. 
I'm excited. Uh, I'm still on the fence debating whether I'm going to go for qualifying for Nice or qualifying for New Zealand. Uh, Budget-wise, I don't think I can do both, so I kind of got to decide what my goal is going to be. I actually, uh, there was a roll down that I could have grabbed for New Zealand, but I didn't stick around for it in Augusta. So now I was kind of kicking myself, but I'm still not sure which one I want to go for. So it probably worked out better anyway. But big shout out to Andre. Uh, I, I think maybe Rachel has trained him well. Did you notice that when I asked him, you know, what made uh, the world championship different or whatever, he said he missed having the women there. Uh, lots of points there, Andre, for for saying that and feeling that. And, you know, it just kind of ties into my mindset minute as I close out here. And that's that, you know, we're such a community that's so supportive of each other. And that's truly, I think, what makes the sport so fun and so rewarding. And, you know, circling back to what I mentioned at my Augusta race, it was just so special to to meet so many athletes, to hang out with so many people that are chasing the same thing I am, which is, you know, personal growth through this sport. And it was really cool. Also, I know I was standing in line for the swim and I had two people come up to me and um, reference my the podcast here and say that they enjoy listening to it. And it just, it meant the world. It meant the world to me. It was just so fun. And of course, I am looking forward because I know Kona is going to be that times 10 probably. And it'll be my first time um, experiencing all of that. But we will miss having the men there, right? So hopefully down the road, they're going to put the races back together. I think it's so fun, um, you know, for both of us to be there and enjoy such such a big day and um, such, you know, big just challenge that we're going to all overcome. But anyway, we will be checking in with you next, I guess, from the Big Island. I'll be doing my best to capture some of the feels, some of the sights and sounds, some of the athletes. And um, it's so, so special, so full circle. I remember last year at this time, I was so bummed and um, had so much FOMO not being there. And now this year, I get to go do it in person. And I'm excited to catch up with some of our waterfall racing team as well. The pro race is going to be epic, so make sure you tune in to that. So uh, until next time, you guys, stay healthy, happy training, and remember, it's all about showing up sometimes. Not every session is going to be perfect. So get out there, do your thing, and let's finish this year strong. Well, thanks for joining us on the Waterfall Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Joy McAdams. And if you'd like to find out more or join our community, you can find us at waterfallracing.com or you can also find us on Instagram. If you have any mailbag questions or ideas for future guests, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at jmcadams5. And remember, when it comes to training, sometimes it's just about showing up. I love the mantra, anything is better than nothing. Some days it's just about that consistency. Remember, consistency is always king. Happy training.